Hey everybody, I'm Jody Vance. And I'm George Affleck. And it is time for Bork Bork. That's fun. Muppets, uh, Swedish chef. I'm bringing uh, it. We're going, we're going worldwide now. In let's Sweden. start at the top. Start Sweden at the top. Sweden in NATO. Sweden in. Sweden in. This is. I lived in Sweden for a while, and I was married to a Swede for 20 years, and uh, lived in Denmark. Very familiar with the Scandinavian attitude towards getting involved. In Denmark, very committed. Sweden always being neutral, always being very cautious about getting too involved. They kind of wanted to have their cake and eat it too. So this decision, their their willingness to go into NATO is a really big deal for them. I think in, in, if you live in Sweden and you know that, you know, I know a lot of Swedes and this is a big deal because they, they take pride in their neutrality. So it's just interesting that that sort of has happened now. Yeah, Sweden's kind of like what people used to say um, when using Switzerland. I'm going to be Switzerland. Yeah. Yeah. But Sweden does too. have a very long border. Yes. Shared with... Finland and then the yeah. north with us, up the North Pole, all the way up there. Yeah. So there's they, a lot of reason for Finland and Sweden and and Norway, Norway and, yeah. and that whole upper corner of Scandinavia, that that corner that is very tightly mm -hmm. knit to because Putin is marching through. Oh my gosh, I feel so terrible for all of the I mean, there's so much upheaval in the world. Let me just preface this by yeah. saying we feel terrible on many, many, many fronts right now and the suffering mm -hmm. that is happening globally that we could spend hours and not touch on all of it. But when we look at what's happening in Ukraine, as we just passed the the two year mark of this invasion, this Russian war on Ukraine, and now we see that Ukrainian soldiers are running out of supplies and, and mm -hmm. Putin is just, you know, doubling down and, and it's just and they're it's waiting horrifying. for the funding from America. Yeah, it's horrifying. Waiting, waiting, waiting. I mean, I, the fact that that this issue in Ukraine and this there's this lack of understanding of how crucial this war is in Ukraine to all of us. Um, I don't understand how Americans can't see it. How this this how the politicization of this very important issue that this guy is going to like. It's just we talked about this a few weeks ago. How it was very similar to the 1930s and and uh, and Hitler and how they took in and Americans refused to get involved refused, refused when everybody was like it'll be fine he'll just take he'll just yeah. take that little area that doesn't bother us but that's right they're coming for them and then they're coming for you and then they're coming for me that's the that's the thing and Mitch 100%. McConnell here being uh just announcing yesterday that he mm -hmm. is not going to be the the Senate majority leader leader for the Republicans uh after this term ends and there are a lot of people going, "Woo, great. Okay. Uh, you think somebody less extreme is going to uh, replace McConnell? I highly exactly, doubt it. Exactly. I highly doubt it. I think you it's thought this so was broken. Bad. Yeah. Yeah. Well, I mean, let's come closer to home here um, mm -hmm. because the story that came out via FOI, Freedom of Information, it has been discovered that there was a, a scientist, a woman and her husband who worked high level, highest security level in this isn't going to cause any conspiracy theories, right, George? They're biochemists who it has now been discovered um, had been released from their positions because of ties to the Chinese government. This is not good. This makes you, I mean, I, I have people who work in CSIS, you know, I've, and they tell me stuff and, you know, not as much as they'd like to probably, or I'd like to, them to tell me, right. but you know, they're, they're the amount of information, you know, that 
spies are everywhere and uh sure but there's also this weird and we thing have spies that, everywhere too yeah, yeah so we thinking have spies like everywhere. we're just sitting here being good people right. and people are spying on us is garbage no yes everybody's spying exactly. on everybody yeah. exactly so but yeah. then there's also the whole theory of how good are spies and <laughs> there's a conversation you have about you know how spying is only about as good as you're good almost like guessing about things sometimes so you kind of just yeah. investigate but you can't actually get caught so but these guys got caught and and i and i and uh, we kind of knew this a while ago when it happened there was there were stories about this and but this was actually releases you know these people were actually meeting and sharing information this is bad this is really bad I mean, and the the woman, and I wish I had her name in front of me. I don't. I'm sorry. Um, she was an instrumental part of the team that um, created and and was successful in creating an Ebola va vaccine for Canada. So you know, this isn't just like a figurehead person administratively. Like this is in deep and strategic and. That's going to just light a fire under the conspiracy theorists around vaccination and science. And anyway, what, what, what's it, scary? That's a really dis well, it disappoints me to the same degree that our that somebody as high level in the RCMP was also discovered as a spy. Um, you know who? Yeah. This isn't this isn't a this isn't a racial or even um, immigration issue here. This is this is crappy that people are spying at these levels and puts us all in danger i think that's yeah and, and and we don't know the guy yeah that guy was you know, convicted and all that these people we don't know what you don't, don't know. know in the spy world is why they were doing it because they, they could might have been, have been forced of course they probably were forced yeah maybe had Who their families kind of, with uh you mm -hmm. better do this you better tell us because like that's mafia, very right? much the way it's done very much yeah. the way it's done um mm -hmm. let's talk a little bit uh before we come back local I mean, what's going on with Donald Trump again? Like, I just can't get away from this guy. So in the documents case, the Jack Smith case, it was like, should he have immunity? Did he declassify? Whatever, blah, blah, blah. The fact of the matter is, like, Joe Biden's got an impeachment trial ongoing here for when it was discovered he had documents. He immediately said, mm -hmm. here, have them back. I didn't know I had them. Here you go. And then in Donald Trump's case, he's like, no, you can't have them back. And I kept them and I kept them on purpose and I've showed them to people. Very different. So the people that want to come at us and tell us that, oh, you don't care if it's happening with Biden. But that case, the documents case, the, the high level nuclear information that is allegedly a part of these and Jack Smith, Smith, the special prosecutor, this delay tactic and pushback and try and wind it through the courts and who's the, who's the justice and when will it be heard and da da da. Well, it's now this, he should have immunity from this, uh, is, is the argument. And now the Supreme Court of the United States has decided to hear this case and open it up, which every pundit on U.S. cable news right now is saying there's really no reason for them to hear this case other than it will delay it. So it makes, this, it makes the Supreme Court of the United States look like they're helping. Local? Yeah, it's, but I mean, oh, God, okay. Okay, and at I the mean, same his, time, his argument is is Trump's like, well, I was told that it was okay to do this, and so therefore, it's okay to do it. I mean, and and so he, you could argue, well, who told you that? You know, it's not, right. but you know, well, I was told that, so therefore, I'm immune. He was told a lot of things. They said to yeah. me, sir. Okay, <laughs> he's told by the people sure. he told to tell him. Okay, can we come back local now? Because we could talk about that all day long and, and mm. twice on Sundays. But uh, we got some good news, some bad news, and some eye rolling when it comes to the Vancouver Park Board. And we can't do a we can't do an unspun podcast without talking about the Park Board, George. 
But we have some good news today. Let's start at least there. a little bit. <laughs> we can say we're finally park boards doing something that we like, uh, which is they're gonna they're putting an RFP out to hold do something in Queen Elizabeth Park. A few years ago, uh, when I think when John Cooper was the chair of the park board, he brought in uh, a zip line. I think one year, and then a Ferris wheel the next year. That was fun. super super popular. Really fun. Great for the families. Really made up. You go to the top of Queen Elizabeth Park. It's, it's, it's a parking lot up there. It's really nothing. Not and, and of course there's the <laughs> the Bloodout Conservatory and the restaurant, but um, you know it really brought a lot of people that probably wouldn't have gone up there, and and therefore helped the Bloodout Conservatory, helped the restaurant, helped the beautiful park. People walked yeah. around, see the gardens, all those things. But you need an attraction, and all the other parks in the city do this. They, the PE, the or Stanley Park, they all hold events of some form. But there is this reason that Queen Elizabeth Park should not do this. Um, bull bullshit! Like, come on, let's. This is a great venue. It's top of the city, highest. Part of the city Gorgeous spot as kids we would go up line, there you the did rose, that it's amazing we'd go to the rose garden we go to the observatory the mm -hmm. observatory uh Lodell conservatory and then and honestly we would play in the fountain so when they talk about uh getting rid of the water features like on a hot summer day my grandmother would get us on the bus and we would walk that last way up there and we would literally play around that fountain all day I, know, All day. I hate it when I see signs that say you can't play in the fountains. Oh, Come God, on, it's fresh water. Please. It's not chlorinated or anything. It's, it's just fresh water. It's, it's a fine. hoot. It's fun. Let it's a splash pad. It. You don't even need to build me a splash pad. We could no. just play. We did. We did just play in it, and it was just fine. And I do like the idea of having some of those attractions. I'd like to see Sea Fest come back. I'd like to see the bathtub races be a no-brainer mm -hmm. every every year on a certain date. I'd like to see you know the salmon barbecue down at the beach. You know, do the things that we used to do that were super bring your fun. Own, bring your own wine. Bring your own wine. Yeah. Bring your blanket. We're not doing chairs. It's not going to be roped off. There's not going to be any orange mm -hmm. fencing. Nobody needs to be taking a ticket. There doesn't just come to the beach. Just mm -hmm. come and come and hang out. But uh, apparently, here's the bad news. We, we had some good news, everybody. We did. We did. We gave you. We started with the positive. Maybe we should have ended with the positive. Maybe we should have. Maybe I should have given you the bad news up front. Well, the good news, there's good news there. embedded in the bad news because it looks like they might walk it back. But get this, George, the park board has decided that they're going to start sports leagues. Van sport. Oh, no. Why is the park board starting up sport league, you ask? I do not know the answer to that question, but apparently it is on the verge of booting out one of the longest standing things pretty much my entire adult life without fail you go by spanish banks and you will see beach volleyball ongoing the courts yep. are there the people are having a great time it's organized it's 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 beautiful it is so well done and that beautiful community event that has thousands of people who can count on being a part of it learn the game take part beginner super novice beginner intermediate or really really great that leads up to the jose cuervo or whatever they call it now the van open that's held down there which is so much fun like it pisses me off is this a money no maker end. what is this what is well, this about why are they doing this is they're gonna make it so the permit is more money and then the van open people can't do that and it's just it's bureaucracy and it is if ever the park board was not reading the room this is an example of it. Take care of the parks, fix yeah. the tree problem, mow the lawn, get the mulch down, plant the flowers, take care of the bug problems. End of. Do not 
start a sports league. Thank you. Thank you very much. That classic, that take- classic line. Right. I'm, I'm here from the government. I'm from the government. I'm here to help. It's like, no, we don't need your help on this one. We're fine. We're fine. Thanks very much. You just keep it was doing, super go cut broken. the grass over there in that lane over there. Over there. Go do that. Go, go, go save some trees as opposed to cutting them down. That, that, fix the water do that feature. Instead. Fix the water fix feature. Fix Lost Lagoon. F- fix Lost Lagoon. There you go. There's a project. Got, yeah. We you just got more money. Yeah. We should give them a list. I think Honestly. I, it just, come on. Anyways, they got more money for the tree removal in Stanley no, Park. No, 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 I wonder no, no. how much less money would have been spent had the park board actually done what they were supposed to do three, four, year, five years ago. When years, the, right, but when the bug problem really started, mm-hmm. when they figured out that the looper moth was here and it's an issue, had it been dealt with early days, we wouldn't be pulling yeah. 150,000 trees out of mm-hmm. Stanley Park. It's going to look like a, a row of toothpicks by the it, time they're done. Have you driven down the, 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 to the Lionsgate Bridge? It's significant. It is. Significant. It's, I... it's very, very hollow down there now. And uh, it's sad. It's sad. And, it's, and it is basically mismanagement over several years and terrible. Just It's literally, visually, it's a metaphor. <laughs> Their, their incompetence. This is like an analogy. What's the word I'm looking for? Like this is a, a, an example of how incompetent they have been for so long. But let's keep and them. So let's where are them. the people who have been, you know, banging the gavel saying the park board is an institution democrat? Where where are the people that are like, look how great everything is? Where are no, they now? I, they, they seem like crickets. <laughs> well, they're focused on, they seem to be focused on the city of Vancouver and, and, and ABC is a political entity more, more than anything. Now they're going after ABC. Uh, and that's, that's what we, you and I have talked about this. This is park park board. was the problem. And Ken Sim, the mayor's solution at ABC to remove the park board. Uh, it, it less it's, it's, it's a solution for sure of the problem, but the political damage that he may take, which we kind of said is probably going to happen uh, is happening. They're now out to get him. And when you're, somebody's out to get you in politics, it's really hard to do your job because you're continually in defense mode. No politician wants to be in, in defensive mode. Um, even at, even this early out in your campaign, you got two years left, two and a half years left. But if you're, if you're, you know, stepping back, trying to stop people from attacking you all the time and everybody's watching you and, and trying to find dirt on you, as opposed to just sitting there going, Hey, they're doing a good job. Let's, let's go do something else. When you've got everybody at you, that's not a good way to administer. So it makes it really hard to administer and do the stuff you want to do when you're being attacked. So they really create a, a hornet's nest here of, of, of a nightmare for them that it's not going to go away. It, and even if you, as you and I, which are seem to be the only people besides ABC people party speaking in favor of the concept that this is a, probably a good solution, we get a lot of heat for that. Um, you know, it, it's still something, I don't know if I would have done it if I was mayor, I would have said, you know, I think this is, it, this is the political damage worth it for this. Let's focus on fixing this. Um, and we don't even know if he'll be able to get what he wants. And so is it worth all of this? It's interesting. That, that remains to be seen. It would have been mm-hmm. perhaps, um, a better tack to have had his supermajority of park board uh, ABC members that he as mayor would have been oh, yeah. able to bring into the fold and say, this is our new mandate that we should all agree upon that mm-hmm. the priorities be, because that is what Ken Sim ran on is that we are going to be common sense. We're going to mm-hmm. look at what the problems are. And then we're going to, we're going to go through the budget line by line and, you know, sort and what then, and then increase it. Sort- I mean, I, then- I kind of understood what he said when he's like, we've, we kind of inherited the house with a whole bunch of, 
leaky roof and whatever, like, okay. I mean, but then it's another increase and we're sending three people to the Junos in Halifax on tax dollars. Like that, that doesn't, what the hell, you know, like, uh, I know there, there is this arrogance that it seems to be already permeating the party in power in Vancouver. And usually that takes two terms. I think I talked about this already, but uh, Mike Klassen, who got in a lot of trouble last week for uh, submitting to take a get three thousand dollars to go get tickets to Juno's in Halifax to stay at a hotel, three hundred dollar a day per diem. Well, he backtracked. He flip flopped on that one. I mean, I'm what friends with Mike. What did he say? He didn't. He didn't say anything. He he. Uh, I forget. I think it was Mike Howell tried to ask him, and he I, I, I gotta get I gotta get to a meeting. Mike, Mike Klassen, I mean, he's a friend, but you know, yeah. he's got to take the heat on this. He used to have this thing called city caucus. If so, for those who follow politics, very, right. very provocative, uh, online publication that he and, um, uh, Daniel Fontaine, who's now a city councilor in New Westminster started right. as a, as a way to attack, to create an opposition against vision Vancouver at that time, who had to basically were in the same situation as ABC is now had the super majorities, uh, right. on, well, majorities on all three levels. So they created the city caucus. It was very, very effective in in creating, punching in and poking at vision. Uh, it, it dismantled, I think, at the end of the first term of vision, maybe early in the second term. Um, but if Mike was doing, if this was not Mike and he it was somebody else within vision, he would have gone to town on this issue forever and, and used this as a perfect example of, and here he is, of all the people, I'm really disappointed that he would think that he should do this. I just feel like you, you know, you, you put yourself as the person that was about transparency and about government waste as a guy that was like certainly in line with me on a lot of those issues when he was not in office to do this kind of thing. is just, it's just, I'm, I'm confused at how naive Mike could be to do this. Why, why would he do this to, to himself to, to damage himself except for pure arrogance? I, I, and I think that is permeating this government um, and park board being one of those issues. And that is your undoing in politics. Arrogance. People won't put up with that. They won't put up with arrogance. Uh, Not it's when an we're easy all, way when to we're, lose. When we are being told to tighten our belts in the name of the greater good, to have extraneous expenses, like sending uh, a city councilor, the mayor, and, and a staffer, I believe was the plan, to Halifax, to the tune of... How much was it? Ten grand, up to ten thousand dollars. I think it was ten thousand dollars for their three day trip, Mm -hmm. and then they broke it down. And the thing we talked about this last week, but just if you missed last week's episode, that that's what we're talking about here. Do we really need to send three people to the Junos in Halifax so they can quote unquote see what kind of activations are happening around this event in preparation of the Junos coming here? And then when you look through their expenses, they were actually buying tickets to the Junos, which like. You're not even doing this through the journals. Like I'm like, who who's in your communications department? How is that not? I mean, how do you, what? Mm-hmm. And and the cost of then there's per diem and there's and so it's like okay maybe I want to cut slack to people. Like I want to thank the best of them. And as we've said before, you know, Mike's a good person. It's not like he's a bad guy. But like you said, he would have gone after this mm-hmm. had somebody else on the other side mm-hmm. of the political spectrum perhaps was doing this he would have taken a good bite for quite a while on this where is it It is and and he should i think he should speak to this was it i didn't realize the the boundary of what i should or should not do um did i 
I overstepped, I've learned my lesson or whatever, but to say, I can't, I don't have time. I have a meeting when you do have something to say, <laughs> you know, you go on and on. So the spin is real here. And you and I do this podcast to, to bring some humanity to it. I want to give them the benefit of the doubt to say, you know what? Uh, yeah, I said it out loud a bunch. I was excited about it. As I said last week, if somebody said, Hey, you want to go to the Junos and check out what's happening there to see if we can get any ideas to, to bring it here. I'd be like, yes, I do. Are you going to give me a, a, a plane ticket and, and get me there uh, and put me up there? Yes, we will. Okay, great. I will assume that I can do that with on a day of work. I won't have to take a vacation day to do that. Great. Look at my thumbs up again. If you're watching on video, I can't turn off my reactions, but you know what I mean? Like for it to be like a cushy expenses paid kind of situation. Come on. You got to use your stories sparingly in politics. Gregor Robertson pulled off the election uh, win uh, in 2014 by apologizing to the electorate, saying, I'm sorry, right. I won't do it again. Yeah. Worked. It worked. He beat Kirk LaPointe uh, with left me again in opposition for another four years. Um, but uh, and it was because he apologized. But you got to be careful in politics because if you apologize too much, you look weak. Right. So and that's but where nobody apologizes from. these days, George. Like the apology that you're referencing was yeah. back there, right? I think and you can apologize, but you don't have to say the word sorry. That's the right. Key. You can find a way of saying that won't happen again. I listened to Lesson the people of Vancouver. Lesson I listened learned. to people, and uh, I thought there was a good reasons to go. And here's why I thought this. You know, there's this, this, and this. Yeah. But after reflection, and obviously people, and uh, hey, it's time to tighten our belts. I'm I'm joining you in that. Uh, I'm going to tighten my belt. And now for the next Oopsies. two and a half years, Mike better be the least spending city councilor on council to be able to. If if I was Mike Howell, or I'd be looking at those expense reports like a hawk. You know, Mike Howell, who writes for a long time reporter for the city of, you know, of, of uh, first a courier. Now it's become, uh, the, um, uh, Vancouver's awesome. Uh, you know, he, he would love, he loved doing the expense reports. He, and he also loved doing stories on when I was in office about wh where you invest your money and yeah, those guys love, about the weird stocks that people right have. digging into the, the yeah, yeah. Intel. Um, I want to talk about one thing that you had sent me about the, um, the arrive can app. Was mm -hmm. it you that sent me that? Like yeah. they're now, suspending this is i mean this goes people. back to our the china thing too like the, those spies what the hell yeah. is going on yeah these two people or this guy he's a, he was a city he was a government worker and he owned the company that got that ridiculous 7.9 million dollar that yeah. for an app that was the worst app in the world that Ever. probably cost five bucks to build but uh, still good for you and he turns out he's works for the government like what i mean there's pre i'm pretty sure there's employee. a rule about that yeah Federal government's really strict about that kind of stuff. Really, really strict. So, you know, you do an RFP and stuff. It's like, you gotta, you gotta take a lot of boxes to get But that's get away the interesting with. part, George, is I think that we're just now discovering that the, the assumption of strictness, the, the assumption of due diligence, that like, there's so much that you're like, Ooh, I'm assuming that's getting done. I think everybody thinks somebody else is doing it. Like how is the Nazi war criminal, the guest when the president of Ukraine is in the House of Commons. Like, huh? And the answer to that was, uh, whoops. And then now it's D like, didn't well, Google him. Did anybody, right? But it's like, did yeah. anybody do a security check on this guy that supplied us with the app that we all had to put our information into in order to move outside of our province? Like, when you, it's interesting. I don't understand. Like, when you run for office, generally you have to export your entire 
Twitter history, your entire Facebook history. You, you, it has the whole process you do this when you run for office. And then you send it to them and they go through it all. They read all the stuff and they look search t terms. They look through all your history um, to see if you said anything dumb. And, and I don't understand how these kinds of things aren't happening. And the federal government, there are, it's unlike the provincial and municipal, they have really, really, really strict. I mean, I don't, I've looked at RFPs for the federal government. It's like, holy, ugh, they're just like so yeah. complicated. Um, and so there is something shifty going on here for sure. And this guy has been put on temporary leave um, and they're doing an investigation now. And, uh, you know, he was subcontracting to uh, to an Aboriginal organization who were, it's all super, so he, he can put them, now they, that's opened up a whole thing about yeah. subcontracting uh, and, and, you know, taking advantage of, organizations that are you know in order to get take a box on the documents i mean there's always work you know this is the again in when you talk about bureaucracy and we always we talk a lot about bureaucracy on the show and, and the problem with with bureaucracy creating new taxes creating all these different things people who are dishonest will often can and usually do find ways around these things they, sure. they there's always ways around these things that are meant sure. to be that intentionally are meant to be good but the people that you're trying to stop doing something are usually the ones that find the workarounds and so uh, that's where i'm for me i'm more of a libertarian when it comes to bureaucracy like stop putting rules in place because it's just it doesn't stop it just makes the i just have to fill up my stupid provincial empty homes tax bullshit like that thing is ridiculous i mean why am i filling this out i live here and i live in my home why am i having to fill this twice <laughs> like, boy, I like when you totally know that your next door neighbor doesn't live there and probably but, filled out the same form and checked the box and they'll and never lied. get checked. Of exactly. Course, of course. Like if you're dishonest, is, you're dishonest. Yeah. I mean, come on. Yeah. The, the honest people are just sitting there. Okay. The this is going to take me a half an hour of my life, whatever. You're, and, going and back is, to your, you know, totally the information on there is so shifty as far as what they're asking. It's yeah. a total, you know, uh, dig fest. You're getting, yeah. Yeah. Ding fest. Well, it goes back to the, you know, why can't we just meet at the beach with our own wine? Oh, <laughs> yeah. no. Well, all the people that are, there would just be everybody be drunk and breaking stuff. Guess what? The people who are drunk and breaking stuff are not going to follow the rules anyway. So you're actually just punishing the people who would do the right thing. So sure. how about you go and catch the bad guys? Yeah. I mean, this, it, but yeah. no, it's easier to say, we're going to do this. And we're only going to do it in places where our friends don't have their vacation homes. That's the part that punctuates it. Yeah. Me. Oh God. Yeah. That don't. Yeah. Exactly. Wherever it's strangely, where there's NDP writings, there's no Weird. rules, and where there are liberal, but BC United writings, they have rules. Can uh, we let, yeah. leave off with that? Because I want to take. We got three minutes here, but um, looking ahead to the November provincial election mm -hmm. and the whole because there's such an online debate right now, if BC United and the BC Conservative Party could get their self, themselves aligned to, to work as a cohesive group, they could take on the NDP. And others are saying, there's no yes. way in hell the NDP are losing. Uh, this far out, are you making predictions now? What do you see now? I think that, I think the BC United would win if they were united. With the conservatives, I think they would win them, if not a majority, a minority, uh, because I think they could take the valley back. Um, they certainly would take the, all, you know, the interior, and uh, they wouldn't lose ground in Vancouver. There's not much left to for them to have. They only got two seats here, I think. So, I mean, they 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 have a lot of opportunity in Surrey. 
to win back that. I think the NDP and this whole police issue is, could be perceived as a botched thing by the by the NDP. And even though you may or may not agree with that, it doesn't matter. It's politics. It's, you know, this is any time where there's chaos, it's an opportunity. So, you know, but I think this is a split, to, you know, split situation. And, and that then therefore provides the NDP with an easy win and not even an easy win, massive win. We're talking, you know, 75% or 80% of the seats. Uh, massive, massive. You know, you're going to places like Williams Lake where the BC Liberal, now BC United, you know, I think Lauren Dirksen, friend of mine, won. I think he won by two thousand, like two, like two thousand, like nothing. And there's a Green Party running. There's a you know there's going to be a BC United, BC Conservative, NDP. Of course, the NDP person who came in second last time is going to win because they don't have any competition. Now there's going to be a BC Conservative and a BC United splitting the right. Two thousand votes left. You know there to win. It's an easy win, and that's Williams Lake. That's just one riding. That there are a lot of ridings like that. It's not like there's always just been this massive majority one way or the other. It's kind of like America, right? We have a pretty much a 50-50 percent split in the provincial in the population about how where we stand politically on the spectrum, and so it's easy to flip a riding, lots of ridings, uh, with a right mix. And if you have a split on the right or a split on the left. Now, that's why propping up the Green Party was good for the BC Liberals at the time because it made it split a lot of ridings uh, where NDP would have potentially uh, won and lost because of the Green Party, even a few votes. So neither of them win and you win. That's it's the key in politics. You look at when you're running a campaign, you don't look at the whole picture. You literally look at every single riding and do the math on it, and you right. figure out what are, what's the opportunity here. Okay, there's a green party, and and this is this actually happens where there's funding that comes from other people to the other parties. There's it's all very mysterious. A lot of the stuff death but, by a thousand cuts. Yeah, no. So it's it's going to be an interesting time, and I, I I just think that whether or not the BC United and the BC Conservatives can, can get it together, we'll see. But I think it's time's running out. Time well, the region, out. the olive branch wasn't well received. No, you said apparently. that yeah, last yeah. week. Apparently that was like, mm. yeah. Um, okay, cool. I'm going to keep asking you that question every Thursday when we do Unspun Podcast. Unspunpodcast.com is where you find George and I every Thursday where we just talk about stuff. And every time George says bullshit, we get an explo an E for exploited, <laughs> exploit, no, explicit. Explicit. explicit, not exploited. We didn't even get to talk about sextortion and harassment and online hate and the new oh, legislation yeah. well, bill C sixty three next week. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I'll have okay. some. I actually just did an interview on Canada Land uh, with Tristan over there because um, they want to update. So, well, there's your teaser uh, at George underscore Affleck at George underscore Affleck on Twitter uh, at Jody Vance. Jody with a Y at Jody Vance. I'm not sure if you can see R2D2 over here, but I have a new oh, yeah. piece of He's glowing. Star Wars. Yes. Why? Are you because a Star Wars thing? I love thing Star Wars. And Derek Long, my my uh, yeah. producer friend at uh, Czech at Oboy Studios, he went to Comic-Con and I gave him uh, some money to spend on my behalf. And It looks uh, like a hologram. For those who are listening, it looks kind of like a hologram. It does look it's like pretty a cool. hologram. Is it? And it goes different colors here. Oh, oh, oh. There you go. Now everybody's okay. going to run to com <laughs> to see this. Um, yeah, that's where you find us. Follow along on our social media and uh, like and subscribe. Peace out, George. Bye.